Welcome to Stirring Faith with Cherry Strange, formerly the She Yearns podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Stirring Faith aims to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Real Time finds us steadily in the midst of our staying in place to combat the spread of the coronavirus. There has been ample time to give pros and cons about this predicament, but one of the byproducts is that we're not where we usually are doing what we usually do. Because of that, I'm going to jump ahead in the schedule to what we would normally have switched to for the summer. We would normally shorten the sessions and change the focus to five elements, five of the best of something. So that's what I want to move to today. And what I want to think about today is that idea that even when we're not in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, you and I can worry ourselves through a whole package of M&Ms in one setting, like a big bag, a big family bag, you know, or we could sleep away a whole week, or some people can like run a marathon just trying to get their stress out, dealing with the ordinary scary stuff that comes to life. You add a deadly virus to which there's no cure, an economy that's never been worse, the questioning of whether or not you're going to have jobs in a few months, and then you isolate everyone? Fear is likely to run rampant in a lot of homes right now. And I was just really thinking about this because if you've listened if you've listened to the podcast over the last few weeks, or if you follow me on social media, you know that just before we sheltered in place, I drove to San Antonio, I mean like hours before we sheltered in place, and I picked up two puppies because that's what every mom of eight kids needs is to throw two puppies in that mix right when you're not going to be able to leave the house for like umpteen jillion weeks. (laughs) Two puppies who don't know Jack from Jill, especially when there's you and several other people in your clan who are sort of neat freaks. That's exactly what you need to do. (laughs) So, uh, now, left to themselves, those puppies are going to run your lives, tear up your furniture, pee on everything, and really push you over the edge and back. Well, fear can do the same thing, left unchecked, in a sense. Given free reign, too much freedom, and uh, pushed beyond the boundaries that God has established for a believer. Today... Because all this is going on, I wanted to come together for a few minutes and have us think about five of the best ways the Bible provides for us to overcome fear. Because we do have those resources. And the first one is not revolutionary. But I was thinking about it because I had this conversation with my daughter. She sets a day aside to pray for some of her friends that she knows uh, that she's concerned about. So she went to them recently and just said, Hey, I'm going to be praying for you on this particular day. Is there anything I can pray for you about? And one of them responded, Well, you know, I really don't pray that much. But, and she gave her some things she could pray for. And I thought, you know, that is so telling because how many people is that? That if we really came down to it, how often are we praying? I mean, we know we should. We know that is how we communicate with the Lord. But when we are so stressed out and so fearful, I think we just kind of go into a zone where we just, we forget to do what we know to do. So the first thing we want to do is remember to pray. 
and we can pray about specific things. We're going to first pray for help because the Bible is so instructive for us. It, it leads us when we don't really know what to do. We find Psalm 86, 7 and 8. In the day of my trouble, I call to you for you answer me. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord. There are, nor are there any works like yours. And Isaiah 35, 4 says, Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. We can ask the Lord for help. It's right there. It's totally appropriate and right for us to ask God for help because He has promised He's going to be there when we call to Him. We can also ask God to be our strength. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. It's right there at our disposal. So often we just leave it on the table. We don't ask for it. And so right here the Bible is calling us to ask the Lord for it. And then another thing I thought we could ask for is we could pray for God to protect us. But this is Psalm 3.3. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. Right now, it would be a really good time to ask God to be a shield around you. It's totally appropriate to do that. So we pray is the first thing we do to work to overcome our fear. The second thing we do is we remember. Put the, put the Word of God to work in our minds and our hearts is what we want to do. Every day, I am now in a habit to be in the Word of God. It's really what it is. It becomes a habit. It becomes a way of life. But you know what? I, I simply can't read it because that's not going to work for me. That's just going to go in one ear and out the other. I have to get it through my head and my heart in several different avenues. It's got to be over and over, time and time again, from different angles. I just know myself that way. I need to saturate myself with this truth because I am hopelessly bent on forgetting. I just think in the negative so many times, and I've got to combat that way of thinking with the positive and with the truth. I'm going to use my phone. I'm going to use some apps. I'm going to listen to things that uh, I need to listen to. I'm going to create these verse images. I, I love to do that anyway. So I'm going to use the skills that I've been given and I'm going to use it for good and not for evil. <laughs> Try not to waste my time. And so I'm also going to do some cards. I'm going to have some things on my Bible, stuck in my desk, on my purse. Um, now it's all stuck to the dining room table in a stack. I sort of look like that absent-minded professor. <laughs> but... It's really not. I really just have this tremendous need to keep everything on the front burner to combat what needs to be defeated. I'm like that golfer with his caddy sort of glued to his side, not wanting him to go down the hill and wait in the cart for the next hole. He's got this. No, no, no. I need the caddy glued to my side. I want everything the Lord will give me at my disposal right there within reaching distance. So that I can remember that fear has no hold on me. Because the instructions are clear. I know fear has no hold on me because the instructions in the word are clear. Like Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I know that that's there for me. And the peace of God 
which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. If I know that that's there, I want to remember it and have access to it. And I can because of Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? These are things I need to remember. I need to keep them very close to me. The next thing I need to do, because remembering doesn't do me any good if it fails to lead me to believing in the one who goes before me and stands behind me, is I need to trust. So the third thing we do to combat fear and overcome it is we trust. Psalm 125.1 continues just to pop up in this season of my life. And it finally made a background on my phone (laughs) with it so I can get it memorized. But I love it. Those who trust in, lean on, and confidently hope in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides and stands fast forever. When we trust in God for what we cannot see, for what is scaring the heebie-jeebies out of us, we become immovable. It doesn't negate the reality that we are in a scary situation. What changes when I place my trust in When I lean on, when I confidently hope in the Lord, is my, what I'm going to call my rattling factor. I am not shaken by it. I might be afraid, but I don't have to be shaken by it because the Lord is there and I can trust Him. He is trustworthy. I'm going to trust Him. The next one is that we rejoice. There's something about worship that functions as an offensive move. It's not just something we do because we're believers and we're supposed to sing and worship God. Like it's some fundamental uh, passage we have to walk through. It's offensive. I didn't really see that until you read the Old Testament and you know the story of Jericho where they walked around the walls and you know the story of Jehoshaphat when he was up against hordes of enemies too numerous to count and they went up first with the singers (laughs) and that's how the battle was won they went out rejoicing and worshiping the lord three times a year the lord instructs his people to go to the house of the lord and commands them to rejoice before him and if you look at the testimonies when things were not going well with several people in the Bible. For instance, you've got David, you've got the disciples, and you've got Job. They understood. They would go up and worship before the Lord. I don't understand it. I don't confess to understand it, but I know it to be a real factor. Therefore, I will not ignore it, and I will not discount it. In the battle to overcome fear, we would be terribly remiss to omit the necessity of rejoicing before the Lord in the midst of the situation, the unknowns, and the unresolved crisis. Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him. These are all the things we've talked about. And He helps me. Everything we've talked about before. My heart leaps for joy. And my song, I praise Him. That was number four. The last one, the fifth way to overcome fear is that we do. We do the things 
we are afraid to do. Wading through the unknowns and adjust to the unfamiliar. The promises are in place to help us through. Your God will be present. But you and I still have to take those difficult steps. There's no easy way to do this. Deuteronomy 1.21 says, See, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up, take possession, as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has told you. Do not fear, do not be dismayed. We still have to do the thing. And that's that's the calling. Now, here is something that that I found interesting. I was thinking about my own experiences here. There's one more verse that is just real penetrating to me. One passage. And I have a sort of a love-hate relationship with this passage. It's 1 Peter 3, 6. The call not to fear is all over the Bible. That's how he ends it in Deuteronomy. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. And I've always thought, well, that is easier said than done, isn't it? Well, not if you're doing these things to overcome fear that we've just talked about. But Peter kind of takes that and runs with it where he says, when he's speaking of Sarah, the wife of Abraham, do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. (laughs) Well, on the one hand, he's admitting that there are things you and I will go up against that are truly not just a fabrication or an overgrown molehill that I've mentally conjured up, but they're truly frightening. Life ushers in scary situations that are unwelcomed and unruly. But then he just says, I can't fear it. Like, just because it's scary doesn't give me permission to be afraid. I was thinking about this years ago when I was like young 20-something, on the lower end of 20. I'd just been hired for my first teaching job and I was taking over for someone who was already in a classroom. It was a disaster, let me just tell you that. She was not a believer. She just up and quit one day and everybody loved that teacher and I was the enemy coming in. It wasn't like she handed me all her stuff. Everything was in place. It was literal catastrophe. I never should have stuck with teaching in general <laughs> as a profession. I should have quit. The students, my team, the parents, they they tried to eat me alive because they didn't like the situation and I just got caught in the crossfire. And after I'd been in this cesspool of flesh-eating tweens for a while, I met with this woman for dinner to kind of finish passing the baton. And I had some difficult questions for her because it was not going well. And she kept coming back and it, it was not helping. It was a mess and she didn't seem to care. And about halfway through the meal, she sat back and she said, well, you know, I know this is pretty bad, but are you a Christian? And I wasn't really sure how that related. And I kind of looked at her with this puzzled look and said, yes. And she said something that I will never forget. Well, aren't you people supposed to have some help with this kind of stuff? And I didn't really have a response. I never forgot because she was absolutely right. Yes, I had help and I was not using it. I was basically letting my fear and anxiety run my life like my puppies trying to take over my house, making a disaster out of my environment. Things had to change. So as you think about your own situation and where you are, what are you doing to overcome your fear? Let us not allow our lives to be overrun by the frightening situations that are upon us. Let's take the advice of Peter who says, do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. Because we have resources at our disposal to overcome the fear. God is with us. Let us pray. Let us remember who God is and what He can do. And and let it penetrate our minds and our hearts. Let us rejoice in the middle of it. 
Let us trust in who he is and that he promises he will go with us and bring us through it. Let us do what he's called us to do. Our God is key. We can have victory even over our fears. Psalm 34, 4 says this, and this is what I'm going to leave with you. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. That is the promise that we have in Christ. I pray that this penetrates your heart and your mind and that you begin to have victory in places where you have only seen defeat before. And I look forward to being with you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Stirring Faith Podcast. We plan to release a new episode once a week. I would invite you to become a subscriber because it makes it so much easier to make sure you get it. Please remember, rate, review, and share the podcast. You're the one that makes the impact. And you never understand the difference your suggestion could make in the life of another person just by recommending and sharing the resource. So please pass along what you find here. Don't keep it to yourself. It's so easy to do. Post it from Spotify. It's so easy. Or put it in your stories. I would personally be grateful. And remember, there's more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful resources at your fingertips. Just go to www.sheherns.com where you're going to find reading plans, videos, articles, and other resources, more than there's ever been before, to help stir more desire for God into your everyday life. I'm Cherry Strange. It is always a pleasure to meet you here.